all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Say they be Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another playoff edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at The Who Dat Dis. And we have another interesting episode in store for you guys today, as this is going to be our first preview of the Saints Buccaneers divisional round playoff game here. And it should definitely be a fun one. In this episode, we're going to look at our notes and then also one of our intriguing matchups. And then on Friday, we're going to have our second preview episode where we basically do, you know, our usual group by group preview and we'll do a few more intriguing matchups just to split it up. Because if we did it all in one, there's just so much to cover here. It would be just a really, really long episode. So we'll cut it up into two separate episodes here and it should definitely be really, really informative and fun, hopefully. And again, I, I think it should definitely be a great few episodes here because this is going to be a great matchup. You have two teams that... I think, look, the Saints, I think, have the edge because you won the first two games. So I could, I think you could say that at least the Saints have the edge here. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to win the game. I mean, just because you won the first two doesn't mean you're going to win the third. I mean, you see a lot of people saying that just because you won the first two means you're going to lose the third. I, I think that's insane. Just like, I mean, you, you just can't predict, you know, games just because you won the first two, you lost the first two. It's just a completely different game. And obviously, it's going to be a huge chess match because these two teams know each other and they're veteran teams to start. And again, I feel like both teams are playing good football right now, and it should definitely be a great playoff matchup, and you just have a ton to get into, because there's just a ton of storylines in this game. I mean, obviously you have Breeze Brady, Part 3, could be Breeze's last time in the Superdome. I mean, I mean, I feel like, again, this fan final dance, excuse me there, this last dance for Drew Breeze, I feel like it's something that is just really important to get into, and then... Just the whole thing with the Saints beating the Buccaneers three times straight. I mean, I feel like when the Saints play the Buccaneers, there's a lot of motivation there because all offseason we were hearing how the Buccaneers are so good and the Buccaneers are easily going to win the division, and that wasn't the case. And I feel like even if the Bucs won this game, they'd be like, oh, I know they didn't win the division, but hey, they beat the Saints in the playoffs and they knocked them out, and they knocked them out in Drew Brees' last playoff game. Like, they're going to have the bragging rights. If you're the Saints, you can't let that happen. And you really got to just shut the door on this Bucs narrative and you do it by getting a win here in the Superdome on Sunday. And again, it should definitely be a very, very fun game. And again, it's it's going to be an interesting one because definitely a ton is on the line. All is on the line, really, because if, if you win, you move on. If you lose, you go home and you'll be sitting on the couch and playing golf. Because, I mean, again, it, it, this is the playoffs. And this is, you know, as we all know, um, it's any game you can lose. And I feel like even though the Saints won these first two, I mean, these teams are pretty close when you look at them. I mean, I feel like the Saints definitely have the edge, but I feel like that 38-3 to uh, game back in Week 9, I mean, I feel like it will be closer than that, but we'll get into all of that. Score prediction will be next episode, but I definitely want to look at really all these stats, and we're going to start off with our notes here with what ESPN's Football Power Index is saying, what Vegas is saying, so we're just going to jump right into it with ESPN's matchup predictor here, and they give the Saints a 53.6% chance to win. And again, you're favored, so that's obviously good. I mean, you look at what Vegas is saying, they're favoring the Saints by three points. So again, I, I feel like you're favored, that's great. And I feel like right now when you're looking at this game, 
I feel like the Saints definitely have the edge. I mean, because you won the first two, and you exposed the, the Buccaneers, really, especially in Week 9. I mean, Week 1, I think you can kind of give the Bucs a pass just because it was the first time Brady really he played a, played a game because he didn't even play any preseason games. It was the first time he played a game in um, with the Buccaneers and in Tampa Bay, and the Saints were able to take advantage of that. Some miscommunications by Brady and his receivers and all that stuff. But in that second matchup, there's really no excuses, and the Saints just... They blown the doors off the box. It was a complete domination. And the, and the Saints exposed them. And they really did. And I feel like if you're the Saints, you got to use a lot of that stuff because it worked a ton. But you know the Bucks are going to do a lot of different things because obviously they're not going to do the same things that lost them by 35 points. So they're going to do a lot of different things. So I, I think when you look at the talent, it is pretty close. But I think the Saints have an edge, which is why, look, they're favored by three points. It's not a huge margin, but they are favored. And same here, um, they have a 53.6% chance. So like three and a half percent. I mean, I've definitely more than the Bucks. Uh, so again, I feel like right now when looking at this game, it, it, I feel like the Saints have the edge, but it is going to be very close. And I think that it can really go either way, depending on team, which team kind of executes their matchups, their favorable matchups the best. And in the first two games, it was the Saints. And they not only executed those matchups, they dominated those matchups. And I feel like what the Bucks are going to try to do to combat those matchups, which we'll get into um, it's probably stuff completely different, and it's probably stuff you haven't seen all season or very little all season from them, which is something that we'll definitely get into here. So I definitely want to start off with our team stats, as we always do. So starting off with the Saints on offense, they were 12th in yards, and then they were 5th in points. So I think this offense, when you look at their regular season team stats, I think that's a little weighted downwards because you had those four games with your backup quarterback in. But overall, I feel like the Saints offense, they are coming into their own and they're coming into really hitting this peak. And I really do believe that. And I think this is the game to do it. I think last game was kind of not your tune-up game because it was a playoff game and obviously no playoff game to tune-up game. But especially for the offense, it was getting everyone back in the groove. And I feel like you kind of saw that on multiple occasions because I feel like the Saints were stalling out around the 50 a lot of the first half. And again, I feel like that has a lot to do with the miscommunications and the the Bears were able to get some pressure as well. But I feel like they were just like one play away from really, you know, hitting it big that whole game. And, and they end up doing it in the second half is why I'm saying it just took some time for them to get back on the same page. And I think that only continues into this Bucks game. And I feel like when you look at the Bucks defense, you look at the Bears defense, I, I know the Bears have injuries, but uh, some similarities there. I mean, I feel like the Bucks definitely have a secondary that the Saints could take advantage of. Same with the Bears. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting, but I really feel like the Saints offense, they're coming into their own. And what you saw from Michael Thomas, those five catches, that's great, but I think he can even get any better. He can become dominant, and I think he's going to get the opportunity in this game because I think the Bucs are going to play man. I know they don't play a man a lot. Um, they, they're really a zone team, and, and they blitz off the zone, and that's really what they do. But it seems like they're going to play more man because, I mean, you had Bruce Arians basically... Uh, say that, oh, the Bears are playing zone, that's not good against Breeze, blah, 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 blah. Maybe he's just doing a poker face and bluffing, but I'd be surprised there. So that means Michael Thomas is going to get a lot of opportunities one-on-one with Carlton Davis, and that's definitely something to look at as, look, I don't don't think they're going to double him. If they were going to double someone, you would think they'd double Kamara. So I feel like right now, again, it's going to be very interesting to see what Michael Thomas does, because if he's 100% with Breeze, I think he just has this huge, huge day, and he goes off, because I think they're going to give him the opportunities one-on-one, and Carlton Davis won that won that matchup. Really, in week one, they played a lot of one-on-one, and they were physical with Mike, and they were doubling Mike. The second time, they were playing more zone. Mike was the Saints' leading receiver, but again, he only had like 51 yards, so like, that's something that, again, isn't like at the top of his game here, 
and you're hoping now they're going to challenge him and you got to win there. I think that's something that's really big and it probably won't be like a bracketed coverage. I mean, I don't think, at least not every time, I feel like he's definitely going to get less attention than Alvin Kamara just because he's coming off the injury and a, you know, look, a banged up year. Kamara isn't. He's coming in at the top of his game. So, I mean, that's just kind of what I'm thinking when looking at that matchup. So it's going to be very interesting. I think that's big. Deontay Harris, him coming back seven catches, 83 yards. I think that was huge for the Saints offense because, I mean, if they're going to play that press man, you want someone with that speed who can really get by guys and he can do that. So I think that's really important for the Saints. Same with Emmanuel Sanders. He has the route running ability and the speed to do that. I know he didn't show it in the wild card game, but I think he's another player that's going to be really important to this Saints team, especially if the Bucks play man. So that's definitely something to look at. And when looking at this Bucks team, they were seventh in yards and third in points. I mean, this Bucks team, they're going to come to play this offense, but I, I think that the Saints defense matches up as good as anybody because what this Bucks offense does, I mean, we know they throw a ton. They throw with Mike Evans. They throw to Antonio Brown. They throw to Chris Godwin. They got Gronkowski. They got Bray. I mean, you can go through all the weapons. They have a lot of weapons, like, and we all know that, and they're good. But, I mean, I feel like the Saints defense, they've shown that they can defend weapons, especially through the air when you're just sitting in the pocket. And we saw that with Patrick Mahomes, who, to me, that offense is better than the what the Bucs are putting up. And I think the Saints did an amazing job against them. So the Saints have the potential to defend that. And the big thing about this Bucks offense is, can they establish a play action? Because if they can't, and if Brady's just sitting back in the, the pocket, excuse me there, I really think the Saints will get pressure, especially if Trey Hendrickson plays in this game. If Trey Hendrickson plays in this game, like he definitely is motivated to play the Bucs. You want to talk about someone who's motivated to play the Bucs, it's Trey Hendrickson because you had Bruce Arians come out, say that he was the worst Saints edge rusher. And then he had a huge game against week nine and he was like chirping a few guys. Like he wants to get back out there for that game. I know he does. So I feel like right now that's going to be a huge matchup to look at. But overall, I mean, when Brady sat back and just threw the ball like he did in week one and week nine, he struggled. And he struggled because the Saints were able to get pressure. And if you get pressure on Brady, he's really, I mean, an average to below average quarterback if you can get pressure on him. And that's, it's no shade on him. But if you get pressure on him, he's a different QB. And he'll get flustered and he'll get heated. And the Saints did that week one and week nine. And if the Bucks can't establish the run, I think it's going to happen again. And you could tell me that, oh, the... The, the Bucks were, you know, they've turned a page. They're so much better now. That That's great. You can tell me that all you want. But at the end of the day, you can look at now or you look at five, six weeks ago. Brady's not good against a pass rush and a big pass rush. And over these last five games, looking at these opponents, none of them have big pass rushes besides the uh, Washington football team, which they only won by eight, first of all. And really, they didn't get get a rush, and that has a lot to do with their offensive line, so kudos to them there. And they ran the ball pretty well in that game as well. But you look at all the opponents, they're all sub-500 teams, and they're all teams really without a pass rush. So the football team, they do have a pass rush, but they're still a sub-500 team with not a good secondary. The Saints have a great secondary, and again, it's, it's on a different level to what the football teams is on. So right now, I mean, again, I, I feel like, <laughs> like everyone's hyping up Brady, but this Saints defense is for real. I mean... Yeah, the Falcons, who don't have a pass rush, don't have secondary either. Detroit, same thing. We know that they don't have a good pass rush. And they almost, well, they did, in my opinion. They checked out of that game. They lost 47-7. to And they were definitely not a good team that day. And then you played the Falcons again. And then the Vikings, who we saw what the Saints did to the Vikings. They put up 50 points on them. They don't have a pass rush either. 
So all those teams don't have pass rushers. And the teams that they lost to, the Saints, I mean, the Chiefs, the Rams, they all have good pass rushes. And that's really how you beat this Buccaneers team. And you could tell me that they got better, but I just don't see that. Or, I mean, look, they probably did get better. I'm not saying they didn't, but this Saints defense also got better is really also what I want to say as well. And, again, I, I feel like that's a matchup to me that I really would think the Saints could take advantage of, really, that whole offense. I, as good as the Bucks' offense is, and I know, look, it's third in points, it's great, and it probably will put up points on Sunday. But I feel like this Saints offense, or Saints defense, excuse me, will do enough and could do enough here to really neutralize them. And they did it in the first two games. And whatever you want to tell me about, oh, it's a different team. Like, I mean, the Bucs, I mean, they're so much better now. Like, they had eight weeks going up to week nine. I mean, and they still couldn't get it done. I mean, at a certain point, you can't just blame it on, oh, they're not ready. And I feel like right now, when looking at this Buccaneers uh, offense, I feel like the Saints really match up well. Because if, if they can't get play action, it's going to be Brady just back to pass, tossing it downfield. And that's where the Saints really, to me, excel, which you, you couldn't say that in years past. But I really feel like the Saints excel against guys that just stand in the pocket and are just going to bomb the ball downfield and they're going to throw it all around. And Brady's going to make some nice throws. But at the end of the day, when you get pressure on him, he's not the same QB. And especially when you're playing an elite secondary and elite defense, in my opinion, Again, I think he's going to have trouble if they can't establish the run. I don't think they establish the run. Looking at it, they are 28th in rushing offense. Like, it's not going to cut in. The Saints are fourth. I mean, they, they can't run the ball, and it's going to hurt them. And I feel like especially against this, this Saints team, it's going to really hurt. And I feel like when looking at this matchup, I feel like that goes way in the Saints' favor because basically the Bucks' offense is great, but... The way to beat them and their strengths, like the Bucks' strengths are the Saints' strengths. And the Saints' strengths, they've te- they're tested in those strengths. They're tested against the best team in the league in the Chiefs, and they are successful. So I expect them to be successful against another really good offense with the Bucks. And they were successful against the Bucks too, week nine. So that's just kind of what I have to say about that matchup. Moving over to the defensive team stats, the Saints are fourth in yards, fifth in points. Bucks are sixth in yards, eighth in points. Again, I feel like the Bucks' defense is really good. I want to jump to them because we talked about the Saints' defense um, right there when looking at that uh, that matchup with the Bucks' offense. But this Bucks' defense, to me, is very interesting because I think they have a good matchup on the Saints when you look at the running game. The Saints love to run the ball, and the Bucks are great against the run. And in that Week 9 game, the Saints were able to run the ball, but the Saints basically did whatever they want. But I'm expecting in this game the Saints aren't able to run the ball. And basically, this game's going to have to be one through the air, and it's going to have to be one really with, with Drew Brees and these skill position players. And th- maybe that's not going to happen. Maybe the Saints will run the ball really well. But, I mean, this Bucks team, they know where to stop the run. They're really good at it. And I, I feel like this game, what they're going to probably try to do is they're going to try to press the Saints, play man, and their secondary isn't that good. That, that's also what I want to bring up. This secondary isn't so great. And I feel like maybe you can't... Like, the reason that they don't play man a lot... Uh, and they play zone is because they really don't have the pieces in the secondary to do that. I mean, Carlton Davis, I think he's coming into his own, but I wouldn't call him a shutdown corner. I mean, Sean Murphy bunting, kind of the same thing. And then Winfield is a player that I feel like a lot of people like to talk about, but I, I don't think like he's like this all-star safety and same with Jordan Whitehead. So I feel like right now when looking at this, this Bucks secondary, really, I mean, they can play press man, but I mean, it, it's not like it's the Rams playing press man with Jalen Ramsey. And, I mean, you know, you could look at maybe, the, you know, the Vikings. I mean, they kind of did a little of both in that wild card game and last year. But I feel like that's also kind of on the Saints. So I, I kind of want to stop talking about that game. But, I mean, that's kind of the formula that people think that that could beat the Saints in the playoffs. And I bet the Bucks will try to do it. 
but I don't think they kind of have the pieces too, especially in that secondary. And I feel like that's going to be a problem. But when you look at what they can do against the run, I mean, look, they're really good. They're really good up front. They got Namakin Sue, William Goldson, JPP, Devin White, Levante David. Their front seven's, you know, elite, I think we can all say. But their secondary is kind of what holds them back. To me, that's why they're a good defense and not an elite defense. But that's just kind of what I'm thinking here. But I think they stopped the Saints through their run mostly. And I think Breeze, though, is able to come through. And I feel like he's going to pick apart the secondary for the Bucks, and I mean, I'm just not, um, I'm not sold on that Bucks secondary at all. They kind of got lit up by Taylor Heineke, and I, and I know he made some nice throws, but it's still Taylor Heineke, and you know, he's he's a guy that was a backup in the XFL, and that's no disrespect to him, but I, I feel like you know, when you're getting lit up by a guy like that, what are you going to do against Drew Brees, you know, the, the the career passing art leader? So again, I, I feel like right now, I mean, like. I think Breeze will, will be able to pick them apart. That's just what I think. And I feel like we're going to see if they, if they play zone, it's, you know, Breeze is going to easily pick them apart. Now, I don't think they're going to end up playing zone. I think they're going to end up playing, you know, that press man. And we're going to see what happens. I think it's boom or bust at that point. It may really work. It may not work at all. But I feel like when looking at that press man, you look at years past, obviously they would just double Michael Thomas and you would have no one opposite him reliable. You would, you would have Traquan Smith, a young Traquan Smith, and again, nothing else. It would just be him. And now you have Michael Thomas. You probably can't double because now you have a really good Alvin Kamara. And then also you have Emmanuel Sanders, who's a great number two receiver. You have Deontay Harris, who's coming into his own. Marquez Callaway, who looks like a great pickup. Jared Cook, a pretty solid tight end. Adam Troutman, another rookie tight end. Like you got now a lot of weapons around Breeze. And we're going to see if that strategy still works, especially against a secondary that isn't so good. And honestly, I'm taking my chances one-on-one with Michael Thomas and Carlton Davis. I'm taking my chances one-on-one with Sean Murphy Bunting and Emmanuel Sanders. I'm taking my chances one-on-one if I get an opportunity with Devin White on uh, like a guy like Jared Cook. Uh, or even Troutman. He was one-on-one on Troutman, and Troutman cooked him in that Week 9 game. And I feel like he's a guy they can take advantage of. But I feel like right now, when looking at this Bucks defense, I know it's top 10. But I really feel like right right what the Saints are trying to do through the air, I think it's going to be successful. Through the ground, I think it's going to be a different story. And that's why it's going to make this game tough. If the Saints can't, you know, rely on that run game as much as they're used to, can Breeze still take them there? Can Michael Thomas take them there? And that's why I think Mike, a lot of people are saying Michael Thomas is really the key to this Saints Super Bowl run because he's going to have to step up through the air. He's going to have to make some big catches to move the sticks. And I, and I thought we started to see that. Like, you saw elongated drives because Michael Thomas making third-down catches. Because Deontay Harris was making third-down catches. And that's just going to be really, really important going into this game. And, and, and I think it's something we should definitely talk about. Because that's something that is so, so big when looking at this this matchup. I mean, and again, I, I feel like that's going to be how the Saints team is, is remembered. Like, if they lose this game and they lose because they played press man and they, and they beat the Saints like that. It's going to be like, oh, that was kind of what hindered the Saints at the end of that run. You know, it was like they couldn't get it done through the air. I Like, if you're going to challenge the Saints through the air with a press man, I would like to see them come through. And, and, and that's where the deep ball comes in. Like, we've been talking about the deep ball. I wrote an article about it on Saints News Network on SI.com, how much this deep ball is going to matter in the playoffs. Because if you could hit that 30-yard, 25-yard pass, then all of a sudden your press man is playing off coverage, and then you have to play zone, especially if you don't have the pieces to do that. And that's why I would like to see in this game, if you have a first drive opportunity to take a deep shot, I go take it. 
And I feel like in years past, maybe, you know, you didn't think you had the the weapons to get open in those situations, then you would definitely maybe have a breeze underthrow. You had breeze underthrows in those playoff games and they were interceptions. But I feel like it's a different story now. You have weapons to execute these deep plays other than like a Traypon Smith type. You have an Emmanuel Sanders, who's a great number two. You have a Deontay Harris, who's a burner. You have Marquez Callaway, who we saw can make catches in traffic. You have Michael Thomas as well, who made a nice, I think it was 25, 30-yard catch in last week's game. And it'll be interesting. Now, maybe the Bucks are bluffing and they're going to end up playing zone. But I just have a hard time believing in that, especially after they played zone a ton in those first two matchups. And they lost by huge margins. I mean, overall, I mean, I think it was 46 points combined was the point differential in those two games. I think it's something that you definitely have to talk about because it's something that, to me, <laughs> when looking at this game, like they're not going to try like a zone coverage when it was obviously not working. And you can come out guns a blazing with Brady and throw all over the field, but if it didn't work the last time, you threw picks, got sacked, it's not going to work again. And like, I mean, it's insanity, and they're not going to try that. Like Bruce Arians still a good coach, as much as he's a guy that I don't like some of his tactics, and I don't like how he speaks a lot in the media. Um, but whatever, that's his, his style. I mean, that's fine. And again, I, I feel like, but he's not a, like a bad coach. Like he's going to come up and you know, probably call a nice game here, especially after getting beat twice like that. You would, you, you would just expect now, maybe the reasons they were obviously playing zone and you know, Todd Bowles is going to blitz a ton, but I, I feel like right now when looking at this matchup, to me, it's just very, very interesting because do they have the pieces to play like a press man? And I don't know about that. And, and that's something that there's a reason they play zone. It's not just because, you know, Todd Bills loves zone. I bet he does. And that's a reason that, you know, he came in there and kind of placed it in that, that system. But I feel like it also has to do with the cornerbacks aren't that good. And I feel like you kind of have to start saying that. It's not like, like Carlton Davis is bad. But, I mean, really besides him, look at like Murphy Bunting, He's a guy that, look at PFF, he's 80, 86th ranked with cornerbacks. Like, he's a guy the Saints could take advantage of, and they will take advantage of. Look at Devin White in coverage, he's a 39 PFF grade, 39.8. Like, like stuff like that. It's just, I think the Saints will take advantage of that, especially if they get one-on-one coverage. Like, this isn't Jalen Ramsey going up against the Saints. I mean, I, I mean I'm going to say it over and over again. It's not like, and it's like the Saints are overpowered. Like, I'll take my matchup if you give me a one-on-one with Deontay Harris or... You know, a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, like, or Jared Cook, or Michael Thomas, or Alan Kamara, if it comes to that. That's just my opinion on it, and it'll be interesting. And if they play zone, Breeze is going to pick you apart. We all know that. And, and he'll do that all day. And that's why you didn't see a lot of deep ball passes. I was Because people are like, oh, well, you know, if Breeze has this arm, why is he throwing the deep ball in the wild card round? It's because they were giving him the short passes in the zone. Like, that's where Breeze is obviously going to go back to, you know, those short passes, intermediate passes, when, you know, it's just they're giving him it. That's what he's going to do. But... Again, you're gonna if they're playing man to man, you're gonna see a lot of probably deep crosses. You're gonna see you know some go routes probably, and see what your guys can do. And you got the weapons to do it. You do. So again, it's gonna be very interesting. And that's kind of what we got for our notes. Definitely very very deep, but I definitely wanted to give you guys all that content because it's definitely um, it's it's huge. It's really it's gonna be what the same season kind of lies upon here going into this game. So before we look into our first intriguing matchup and storyline, it's going to be Breeze Brady 3, I'll tell you guys. It's going to be a really fun conversation, but first we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. 
Welcome back into the Hudak discussion, and now we're going to get into our first intriguing matchup here, Breeze Brady Part 3, I should probably say intriguing storyline, because it's more of a storyline, I feel, I mean, it's also kind of a matchup, especially when looking about who's going to be more successful here in this game, but I feel like right now it's a huge, huge storyline, because you have Breeze Brady Part 3 here, Breeze is 2-0, as we know, kind of owning the series right now, but... I mean, we all know Tom Brady and what he can do, but again, I feel like right now this is a very, very interesting storyline because it this is, to me, Breeze's last dance. It's his last run here at a Super Bowl, and to me, this is going to be extremely interesting because now he's got to get through Tom Brady, who we all know, especially when you look at the playoffs, he, he he's a guy that's had just a ton of success, and this is kind of the first thing of this Breeze storyline to a second ring, and like, I mean, I feel like this is a good first step, like, Brady's a guy like if you beat Brady that's huge and when you sweep him in a season I, I think that's a big thing to Breeze's legacy and again I, I feel like it's extremely important and it's kind of this thing where it's the shutting the door on the Bucks and this hype like this game shuts the door and that's why I think it's so big and it's not only for Breeze but the whole Saints team shutting the door on the Bucks is so important and it's something that like I'm very passionate about because you hear it all the time and as a Saints fan, you do feel disrespected, and I bet you do as a player too, because you even go into winning twice in a row, and you're going to have a lot of the national media pick the Bucks here because they're playing so good, and the offense is great against, but they won't, they haven't played a team over 500 in that span. But that's cool, <laughs> you know. I mean, we're still going to put it at the top of all our lists, and that, and that's what they're saying. And if the Saints win this one, it's like okay, shut the door. The Bucks aren't better. Because, like, if the Saints lose this game, I, like, we all know what's coming. It's, it's going to be, I know the Saints won the division, but the Bucks run it now because they just beat the Saints in the playoffs. Like, we all know that's going to happen. So that's why, you know, that is really important for the Saints. But going back to, to Breeze and his legacy and his last dance, beating Brady would just be huge. I mean, you look at these guys. Breeze is going to be 42 when he plays this game on Sunday. His birthday is on Friday. So happy early birthday to Drew Breeze for sure. And Brady's 43, so... You combine these guys and it's like 85 years old and it's like, you know, <laughs> these are some veterans. These are like ultra super veterans, really, when you look at it. And these guys know the field really well. They know what defense is coming. And it's just very, very interesting. And I feel like Breeze right now, especially coming off the injury, I, I, I like the way he's playing. I like that he's making his throws that, you know, I, I feel like maybe, you know, there were some games, especially early, really early in the season where, you know, I think you were a little worried, and maybe after the injury you were a little worried just because you didn't know how he would come back. But I feel like right now when looking at this game here and looking at how Breeze is playing, I, I think you're you're confident that he can hit all the throws in the world here that the Saints ask him to make. And yeah, he's not going to throw 60-yard bombs, but he can definitely throw the 30-yard, definitely throw the 40-yarder. And we saw that, I mean, earlier this year. Uh, and I, I feel like he will probably hit one of these, and I think he may have to if they play press man. Because if you play press man... And you're probably going to dare the Saints to throw the deep ball. You got to throw it and see what happens. And Breeze has been able to hit on a few, which is really, really important. And, that, and that's going to help bring this this Saints team to a win. So, again, I feel like that's going to be very, very important for Breeze. And the Saints are going to have to like have to attack Excuse me, this press man that we've been talking about. And that means Breeze is going to have to make some really nice throws. But I'm confident that Breeze can do that. I mean, you're looking at Breeze's stats, and he's been really solid this year, I think. And he's only getting better, I feel, every game. So he only played 12 games this season, but you still see the over 70 completion percentage, almost 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. I mean, he was great this season, and I feel like great overall. And 
he's obviously the general of this team and he's definitely definitely like directing guys everywhere and getting everyone where they have to be but again I think the Saints offense is going to hit in this game and it's going to obviously partly because of Drew Brees and what he's doing and um, if he outplays Brady in this one that's just another feather in his cap and it's really big and when you look at Brady I think if he got swept by Drew Brees you would start to think a little bit like um, you know where is he at his career and what he's going to be doing and I feel like right now with Brady, I think the way you beat him is by you get pressure on him because once you get blitzes and you get pressure in his face, he becomes a below-average quarterback. Like, Breeze in pressure, he actually does really good. I mean, against blitzes, he does good. He's really good at diagnosing that Brady's kind of different. You know, he needs that perfect pocket, and the Saints are not going to give him that per- perfect pocket, especially if he can't create a play action. If he can create a play action, I feel like the Bucks offense will run very swimmingly. I don't see that happening, and that's why I think they're going to have some trouble here. And again, you call me a homer, but I do think that Breeze right now, I, I like that matchup more than Brady's matchup. So especially through the air, because I, I mean, you could look at the Bucks through the run and be like, OK, yeah, if a great run defense will be hard for the Saints to run the ball. But through the air, I think the Saints could have a ton of success. And the Bucks, I, I just don't see it. I, I think the Saints secondary has really turned a corner. And again, if they can't hit the play action, I mean, yeah, Brady may hit some throws. But overall, I think if Brady's just a sitting duck back there in shotgun, and he's just tossing the ball a ton. It's not going to be good. Like we saw that in week nine. It wasn't good. And even if he plays better and the Saints defense plays a little worse than that, which probably will happen, he has to make up 35 points here. At the end of the day, that's what he's got to make up. I, again, I, I just, you know, I feel like the Saints have an edge there, but maybe they do get to play action. That's the one thing that's just going to be very, very important. So that's just kind of what this matchup is. It's a very important storyline. Both these quarterbacks are playing, to me, really well, though. I mean, Brady has played really well. you got to give him the credit. He's starting to really get with his receivers, and that's going to be huge for them. But Breeze is also starting to play well and get with his receivers, too. And you can argue that he's played better than Brady, and uh, he's been able to, again, have some really good games, especially down the stretch. I feel like these last few games he's been really good. And in this game, I feel like especially getting back with some of those those weapons with Thomas, Harris, Kamara, I feel like it just took them a little time, but like, and they were like stalling around the fi- around the fifty. But that second half hit, and they were not stalling anymore. And I, I feel like that's what the Saints. I think going into this game, it's, it's nice. It's nice to see that they were moving the ball really well, scoring touchdowns, ran away with that game. So again, I I, I like right now this matchup for Breeze through the air. I think running the ball is going to be a little tough, so that's going to put a lot on Breeze. And again, I, I think the Bucks are going to try this formula to use these stunts to get after Breeze, get a lot of pressure on Breeze. And then they're going to make him throw the ball downfield. And they're going to try to muddy the middle and all that stuff. I don't know if they have the weapons or the the personnel, I should say, to do that on the defensive side. We're going to have to see. It's going to be really interesting. But I don't think they come out sitting back in zone. I just can't see that. And and they're going to blitz him a lot. We know that. But it'll be interesting to see how they do their blitzes. How many stunts will they do? Because they don't have an Akeem Hicks up the middle. And he gave Cesar Ruiz a lot of trouble. But... I feel like overall, I mean, like, like if they get a pressure Breeze in the middle, you may see a different story and Breeze get outplayed by Brady. But I feel like right now when looking at this Breeze-Brady matchup, look, it's not, it's not really to see these two guys play at such a high level late in their career. It's like, I mean, it's it's so amazing. It's like, you know, I'm speechless right now. I was just thinking about it, 42 and 43, and they're dueling it out in a playoff game. You had that whole meme by Brady kind of saying that um, it was like the old Breeze and the old Brady and it's like the History Channel thing. Like that was all going around, and Brady made that graphic. So um, I feel like it's going to be a great matchup between these two, and it's probably it's probably going to be the last matchup, to be honest with you. And it could be Drew Brees' last game in the Superdome, which is, again, 
uh, it's something that, you know, you can't even believe you're saying it. Because, like, even if the Saints would win this game, then, like, if the Packers win, the Saints would have to go to Lambeau and the Saints wouldn't play another game in the Superdome. But, um, so, again, that that is on the table as well. But, again, just wanted to kind of point all that stuff out there to you guys. And, again, I feel like right now um, it's very interesting, a lot of great matchups. And I feel like this was a good part one to our episode, and we're going to go back part two on Friday, talk so much more, and some more matchups we're going to get into. Like, we didn't talk about Lattimore at all. We didn't really talk about the offensive line at all. We got to get all into that, and we're going to do that on Friday. But with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdats Discussion you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Diz. And on Instagram, you can follow us at Houdat Discussion. Also, you can follow the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are on all of those sites. We'll be back with you guys on Friday where we finish off this preview here of Saints Bucks. I thought it was a very interesting match. But that's why I split it up into two because there's just so much to talk about. With this, with these two teams, third time, and we're going to continue our preview of this chess match between two really veteran teams on Friday. But with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose and who dat.